came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all Hey, what's up? What's going on? And welcome to the Be Real Podcast, where we keep it real on social issues, history, news, faith, and everything in between. It's your one-stop podcast with thought-provoking talk and real content. Now, it's time to get real with your host, Brandon Mosley. That's what the song say. What's going on? It's your host, Brandon Mosley. I know I've been away for some time just because it's the holiday season. I wanted to give you some time to enjoy your family to rest. So we took a little bit of a break. Okay. A few weeks uh, in between Christmas and the uh, new year, but I am back. I'm ready to go hit the ground. Got a few episodes already in the cannon, ready to fire. Um, but with that being said, I had some t- something totally different to do, but January 6th happened. So I, I can't just drop this episode that I had instead and not actually talk about and spend some time with a candid conversation with you concerning this. So I just recorded one that I hope you will enjoy. Um, it's from, you know, just mixed emotions of what happened and having to explain like most of you to your children, what's happening on TV. My son saw people with guns and uh, breaking windows, climbing through windows, hurting people. Um, and, and just didn't understand it. And I didn't understand it. Um, I get it. I, I knew this was more than a possibility. Um, I just thought we will have, you know, more security and those who wave, uh, blue lives matter flags. You would think that they would respect those police officers. Yes. There's video of some police officers letting people in, taking pictures with them, but there's also many officers who ended up being injured trying to stop them. Right. So those who profess that they respect police officers and that their lives matter are the same people who sent some to the to the uh, hospital today. So we're going to get into that. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Also, I have a um, please make sure you five star. Make sure you um, follow on all social media handles and uh, please make sure you, you, you write a review. Also, really big news. I'll share with you guys now. Um, we have a merchandise store now. Um, we have B-Real podcast merchandise, sweaters, hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs, cell phone cases. The list goes on. I'm adding stuff to the store as we speak. Um, so, yeah, be look out for that. Now, I have the links available for you. With that being said, enjoy the show.
So today happened, January 6, 2021, the insurrection on Capitol Hill. So much like all of you, I was watching CNN and I can say anger, um, dismayed. Um, I don't want to even say surprise because I, honestly, we saw this coming. Sooner or later, I, I, I would say I was more surprised that the lack of of law enforcement presence, that was the most surprising of it, of, a, of it all. And that they actually was able to enter the Capitol. Being someone who worked at the Capitol on Capitol Hill as a intern um, when I was younger, I understand how difficult it is to get through those checkpoints and how far you have to go to get to the rotundra or to get to the, to the Senate floor or the house floor. So to see them break those glass windows and to walk around desecrating our hollow halls of democracy. Um, it was, it was surreal, but it was a reality that was created over the last few years. Some people may ask, like, how, how, how was that created over the last few years? Well, since 2015, our president, he was running and as acting president has consistently been lying to the American public and to his base and his base um, has been guided through, you know, fake news and conspiracy theories, QAnon and Hillary Clinton and the list goes on that the big bad Democrats are going to destroy America. They're trying to take your children. They're selling kids. They are um, selling America to China, right? The list goes on that Mexican Americans are dangerous, that people coming from other countries are dangerous. Muslim nations are dangerous and that, They have been trying to steal the election, even in 2016. He said, if he would lose, they have stole the election. If I lose, he cannot take losing. Right. So with that being said, he's been consistent with these lies. And he has went as far as today. Listen up up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. Do you hear him? The president of the United States is openly openly inciting violence and committing sedition, trying to get people to go down to the Capitol for insurrection. Before he spoke, one of the lawyers spoke as well, and his son, the man that used to be named or called with affection, the mayor of America, told people, Through combat, through combat, we'll win. And his son uh, speaking very negative and disparaging of 
other Republicans who won't go for his father's side and fight off the 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 still where there has been no I repeat no evidence of any form of wide voting fraud. If you listen to the show, you know, you've heard the episodes before talking about the myth of that 60 different judges courtrooms has denied across the United States, even all the way up to the Supreme court saying there is no evidence for this. So we're going to throw this out, but he's been consistently saying someone stole the election, stole the election. He has been inciting violence inflaming the flames of hatred, bigotry, sexism, xenophobia, xenophobia, the list goes on for the last four years as the president. Of course, in his private life, he did this. But as the president of the United States, it takes it to a different level because the minute he says something, says anything, it bears weight. As that leader of the free world, like Reagan would say, we are the, supposedly the city on the shining hill that the rest of the world look to for leadership, for democracy and freedom. And today we did not show them that for the last four years. We did not show them that for the last eight years of Obama presidency, the Republicans, or I always like to say the tea Partyists, did not show them that either. And we are in a place today in America where the tea party and the Trump supporters has taken over the GOP. And what we see today, people like Ted Cruz, who are jockeying for a position to possibly run for president in 2024, going against his good sense. He's not a he's not a dumb man. And trying to object. Against the presidency of Biden. This is where we're at in America. And instead of coming out as the president of the United States, and trying to tell these people to go home and tell them that this is not where you need to be. You, you can do better. Um, go home that he is against violence. Instead of saying that he gets on TV or actually has a video on Twitter and does this. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. Real quick, landslide, you lost by 8 million votes, my guy. 8 million votes. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. See, that's the childhood Trump speaking. That's the Trump that's used to his father coming along and saving the day. Like when he was going to lose his casinos in New Jersey and his father came along and and, and made sure he sent money to the casino illegally, of course. He made sure things happened. And this is the same Trump that's speaking any time that bankruptcy came, that his 
his friends with money and big banks came around and propped him up and kept him running. It's the same Trump that during the Vietnam War, he told his dad, I'm not going to the war. What can we do? This is the same Trump. So he's he's been used to getting what he wants and finding a way to get it any by any means necessary. And at this point in his life, as the president of the United States, that's not going to happen. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. He's telling people who literally broke into the chambers of our democracy, who broke windows, who hurt police officers, that you are special and we love you. (laughs) And I'm not going to get into the semantics of the idea that what would it be like if those people were African-Americans, we already know. We know. We know if it was a Black Lives Matter protest of people who are are fighting for unarmed people being killed by armed police officers, we know what would have happened. We know. He's calling these people. He's, He's the same president that said there's fine people on both sides. South Carolina, right? He's the same president who also uh, didn't condemn the Proud Boys. He's the same president who did not condemn those who were plotting to kill a governor, to kidnap and kill possibly a governor of a state. Michigan, to be exact. After he incited them to do so, to take back their state, right, by force. This is who he is. This is what he does. The whole world is a reality show to him, unfortunately. And for years, we we kept saying, give him a chance. Allow him to, to fill in the role as the president of the United States to unite people. And he has never heed the call. Never have. And today, a woman is dead, died while trying to storm the Capitol building and her blood should be on the hands of the president of the United States and those who in his party continue to allow him to go unchecked because it served their political needs because it allowed certain judges to get on the bench because it allowed their um, political ideology to win the day. But at the end of the day, the success of being a leader or those who run for office and find themselves fortunate enough to represent people, it isn't about winning the day. It's about service. It's about America. It's about keeping this democracy. America's unique because this is a, is, is a, Experiment, an experiment to say, 
a democracy where we hand over power. It's a revolution every four years. This was unheard of during the time where in Great Britain, they, they, they sworn when it was time to hand over power, like in 1801, that that, that would not happen, that presidents wouldn't give over power freely. They didn't think George Washington would leave after two terms. The king couldn't understand that. This is what America does. But now we have someone who's in office that cannot concede or even fathom the idea of giving up power. Because he's so power hungry. So what does this all mean? Like, think about it. Just 24 hours ago, we're celebrating the historic victory of a 33-year-old Jewish man becoming a senator of a red of a supposed red state and a black reverend pastor first black senator from the state of Georgia and we're told that these states are unbeatable that these red states cannot change they cannot flip but Georgia just just showed us it's not that it's voting Suppression is real, right? This is, this should be the story of the day. This should be the story of the day. But when people are so upset that they see a change coming, a wave coming, that they have to hold on somehow to a little bit of power that they perceive that they still have. So what this all means for America today is that we're going to be okay. I truly believe that. But I think this was the, how can I say, the, the fracture in the democracy that's going to force some true, I would hope, change. Some real-time accountability that we have to get back away from the extreme sides of things. That the far-right ideology and the idea of the strong man has to be pushed out. That has that has to change. Um, and with the the new makeup of the Congress and the power that the D- Democrats now have and hold, we are definitely going to see some changes, and hopefully for the good. Right? We have a lot of work ahead of us, a lot of change to occur. Um, But I truly believe it can happen. It definitely can happen. But the next question is, what do we do for the next 14 days? Many people are floating the idea of the 25th Amendment, floating the idea of impeachment. Realistically, realistically, think about it. For the 25th Amendment to work, you have to have the vice president and a majority of the cabinet say, that the president is unfit to serve, which we know he is because there's people within the White House is saying that he has lost his mind, that he has literally lost his mind and they don't know what to do. Right. There are people who are willing to resign. You see the vice president publicly um, separate himself from Trump today. We see all this happen, right? But in reality, after that, the president could 
say this is untrue. I want to fight the case and will go to Congress and both houses, the House and the Senate, both both chambers will have to have a two third majority to allow this to occur. And if you saw what happened with the House tonight, that there was, I want to say, 100, almost 130 of them voted to object against one of the states like Arizona, I believe we don't have two thirds in the in the house impeachment. We don't have enough as well. Same, same number, right? In the Senate, um, you, you have to have, uh, people in the Senate that will be willing to vote him out completely. And we saw with the last impeachment, that was not the case when it got to the Senate. So when it was time to remove him. So realistically, we don't have that. So what can we do these last 14 days? Um, censor him. I would say is the best, the best bet to censor him. Um, hopefully Twitter after these few hours of blocking him, they said if he break another uh, rule, he's out for good. Hopefully that happens. And I truly believe that many people say that, you know, he's not going anywhere. I truly believe once he loses his luster as being the president of the United States and the 24 seven news coverage, because he, he, he feed a, he feeds off that coverage and B his, um, sycophants, his, his people feed off the coverage of him as well. So hopefully with the lack of coverage and us seeing a, a normal presidency, we'll see a consistent change, right? Hopefully that will happen. And if we're, if true conservatives step up, because Trump is not truly a conservative, he's not truly a part of the GOP. He's all about who? Trump. So if somehow, some way, those people will step up, more senators, more Congress members will step up and will separate themselves like a Lindsey Graham did um, surprisingly, because he was one of the first people who were willing to give, uh, I believe 50,000 or something like that to, or more than that may possibly, I can't remember to the funding of uh, president Trump's fight to recall the election. He was one of the first one, of the first to ride with him. And tonight he separated himself completely and said enough is enough that it went through the proper channels, 60 different um, courtrooms. It's it's over. Right. If if the Supreme Court of the land, if the Supreme Court of Wisconsin. Right. If high courts in Pennsylvania and Arizona, all these different courts have said the same thing. And these are judges that on the federal level that were selected by who Trump said there's not enough evidence then it's time to move on and truly we should never even been in this position so with all that being said I think change is on the horizon but it it takes a lot of work and I think we're going to have some very difficult times ahead but I truly believe that we have I can say some amazing things in the future to come. I believe America is strong enough. I believe there's more good than uh, evil. I believe that we as a country can unite. And I truly believe that if 
last night was a sign of things to come. Anything is possible. Texas, Florida, South Carolina. Those places are possible to be flipped. It's possible to see more people of color, more women, right? More diversity in Congress, in the Senate, in leadership throughout different states. It's possible, but it's going to take us to be consistent, holding people accountable, voting, staying informed, and not allowing the, I can say, the issues of today to get you off the um, eye of the future. Not allowing that what happens, the finite disappointments to allow you allow you to lose infinite hope. And I think it's really important for us to continue to keep that hope alive. And I know I sound like Jesse Jackson. <laughs> right, a little laugh track for you. But that's that's not that's not what I'm looking to be or to sound like. It's just the reality that hope is all about anticipating something greater the next day. And that we cannot allow those who stormed the Capitol, those who desecrated the halls of democracy, those who told us that kneeling down was unpatriotic, but sitting in the seats of power that you do not deserve to be in and walking the halls and destroying history is patriotic is a problem. And we now know the hypocrisy of those people. There's no way that we can allow them to live in a double double standard any longer to say that the Black Lives Matter movement are full of anarchists and those who are um, trying to destroy America and turn around and see people literally trying to destroy the very symbol of American democracy. That place hasn't been overran like that since 1812, since the 1812 war since Great Britain was trying to destroy or burn down our capital because they knew it was our symbol of democracy, right? Of freedom, of where laws are created, where America backbone is, right? So with that being said, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you don't allow what we saw today to get us off of what happened the day before that two senators from a ruby red state that if you had told me four years ago that Georgia would go blue and two states, two state senators would now be Democrats. One only being a 33 year old Jewish man and another being a black preacher. Think about that. That's beyond historic. It's unbelievable. And guess what? We're living in unbelievable times. Welcome to another Be Inspired Moment. And I want to use a quote from Dr. King. He says this. There comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular. But he must take it because his conscience tells him it is right. Hmm. And I, I, I'm thinking about this quote and I'm thinking about today. And 
understanding that there's many people on the right side of the spectrum that took positions not because it was correct, not because their conscience or their moral values told them it was the right thing to do, but it was expedient politically. That it was going to place them in a position of possible power and a chance to gain a new opportunity. And we have to understand that sometimes we have to make decisions that may go against where we want to be in life, against popularity, against what others may deem is right or wrong. Because within your conscience, you want to be on the right side of history or just simply do what is right. That sometimes your decisions may not benefit you, may not help those around you immediately but you're doing it because it's the right thing to do and I think it's very important that we learn that today in America and I hope that we're teaching our kids this that they're learning that we should not think in a mob mentality that we should not let our anger our supposed hurt get us to a position to do things that are wrong. Thank you. In my final closing, I want to use another Dr. King quote. He says this, nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance. Hmm. Today proved that, that those people within their mind truly felt that they were doing sincerely the will of a patriot, that they were going to free America. And these are the same ideas that caused the civil war. It's the same idea that suppressed voters. It's the same idea that oppressed people that they're doing what's right. Sincere ignorance, living in a bubble, being told day in and day out that they are right. Seeking to find outlets to tell them that they are right. Not being challenged, not allowing themselves to be a challenge, to be challenged and not seeking the truth at all. And listening to a person that is self-seeking and a person who loves reality and the news, of course. I'm hoping that today we learn that we have to open, we have to open up um, not only our hearts, our minds, our ears uh, to be more acceptable to change, to truth, to knowledge and understanding that today what happened on January 6, 2021 is going down in the history books. And just like our president said, that will never be forgotten in his mind and in in his tweet. He's thinking that these things will be remembered in the halls of patriotism. But in reality, this is the hall of shame. So with that being said, remember, there's no bad days, only bad moments. You decide. So decide to have a good day and understand change. is coming. Thank you. Yeah, let's go. Yeah.
You came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. That's what the song said. And I.